Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they found today. Today, we're pleased to welcome back to the program Dominic Jean, who is a news editor at the Indiana Daily Student. Dominic, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me on again, Kenny. Tell us about the story you found today. Tell us why we should read into it as well. Yeah, so the story I found for us today is from Vox.com. It's about Cape Town um, over in South Africa, and they're bracing for what quote-unquote is called Day Zero, the day that running water is going to get cut off to 4 million people who are living in the city. Now, they are in the middle of a three-year drought right now, like the kind of drought that comes along once in a century. And we're talking about a city the size about of L.A. Um, so that if that puts it in perspective for you... Um, just imagine L.A. being without running water. And right now, there, many of the city residents are being are collecting strictly rationed water right now. And according to Vox's reporting, that's about six and a half gallons of water a day. That's water for everything from drinking, bathing, flushing toilets, washing their hands, all of that. And to put that in perspective, I did some math. I know, shocking, a journalist did math. Um, but the average American shower uses 17.2 gallons and lasts for 8.2 minutes. So what we're talking about is they're using less water than we use in an eight-minute shower, um, which should really, in a way, be rather frightening to us uh, in this country. And now, this situation, um, there's a lot going on here. We've got infrastructure issues. We've got um, political polarization between parties, different parties controlling different provinces and wanting to look better or worse than the other. And we're looking at a humanitarian crisis, and I Vox is the only place I've seen it. Vox is the only quote-unquote major outlet, or I call it a major outlet, that has been reporting on this issue. And so I think it's really important, especially when you look at um, California, which has at least some of these infrastructure issues, issues itself. I know I mentioned L.A. earlier. That might happen if we ever get to that kind of drought point. In Cape Town, we're lining up. In lines for water. It's, it's a serious thing. You've painted a picture. It's easy to uh, make those jumps now to uh, an almost post-apocalyptic movie kind of setting. This is reality, though. We can't control the rain, despite what hucksters would tell us. But it's not just about weather patterns. They have, uh, I'm reading in this story, it's, it's an interesting story, and you're right. I don't know that this has gotten a lot of coverage here domestically for us. They have controlled for a lot of uh, water leaks and various infrastructure problems. They are trying to do things to help alleviate this problem, which is obviously coming. They've given it a name and everything. What else can they do? Because the next thing is how do we collaborate with our neighbors? How do we further improve our infrastructure? How many things can we refine while we wait on the rain to return? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a really good point. And I think what we're looking at here is I, near the end of the story, there's this great line where they're like, you have to choose between getting water and possibly getting fired from your job because you're going to have to wait in line for possibly hours for these distribution points of water. So I think what really needs to happen in Cape Town is not just like infrastructure fixes or increased bipartisanship among the different parties because Cape Town is controlled by one particular party of the country while the, pro while the provinces around it are controlled largely by another. And so you have that political issue there. But more than that, we just need, there needs to be a common understanding between people in Cape Town that this is an issue for everyone. Cape Town, uh, at least according, according to Vox's reporting, is also one of the most um, 
unequal places in terms of income. And so you have rich people who are building water tanks in their private homes and who have reliable transportation, while the rest of the people are kind of stuck in this limbo where I have to go to work on the outskirts of town. The distribution point is four miles away. I don't, and then I have to carry that water back to my house. And so there needs to be some kind of common understanding, I think. And I think Vox kind of hits on that, that there people need to be understanding of one another in this situation. Because what we're looking at here is people are risking either no money to support their family or no water to get through the day. And you need water. Well, you just need water. You need water for everything. It's easy here to make this an us them kind of conversation. This is in South Africa. That is not where we are. Mm -hmm. However, it's also easy to look at realities in this country. There are places in the country, Southern California, the uh, Nevada deserts, where there are water conflicts between distribution, agriculture. We've got thriving economies in deserts. We've got places in the southeast. Alabama, Georgia, and Florida are in a constant legal fight over water usage, primarily about the booming Atlanta region, but also downstream is Florida. They need water as well. These are impacts maybe not nearly as severe as what we're talking about happening very soon in Cape Town. We're, we're seeing impacts here at home as well. We're really blessed. I mean, we have, we have the 48 continental uh, states here. I mean, that... That allows us a level of infrastructure and a level of support between states that's just unheard of in Africa in particular and South Africa as well. It's a very small country in comparison to others around it. And they don't have the same support that we do. And and not just in this water situation, but in many situations. We have political partisanship around many issues here in the U.S. And that um, deals with a lot of things. For example, like for years, California has been going through a drought. Um, then they started getting water again relatively recently, at least to, in a small degree. And the infrastructure wasn't there for it to support it. And so they're coming begging for money, and that gets politicized because California is a predominantly voting uh, Democrat district. Um, while, and so Republicans are like, well, you should have planned better. You should have been more fiscally responsible. Well, how are you going to do that? Um, and so there, there needs to be a common understanding. I think that's the main thing that this story brings out for me, that a common understanding needs to exist between peoples in different situations, whether you're, whether it's a wealthy residents and low-income residents of like Cape Town or whether it's between us here in like the East – like if you were over in the East Coast and with your neighbors down in the South who are trying to deal with water usage. We're looking for evidence about that at a municipal level. There's no evidence of that sort of thing at a micro level. Uh, in South Africa, they're seeing this now. They, they are imposing preemptive limitations in Cape Town. They're not being honored by people. This is a very much a human psychological thing, I'm sure. Yeah, you say I should only use X number of liters of water or gallons of water a day, but my water use is more important. And you see that in, in not just elite versus lower class socioeconomical standings, you just see that in homes. I've mm -hmm. got to wash the kid. I've got to make sure my pots are clean. I want to take a longer, more indulgent shower today. Without just saying you've got to conserve water, people, without a clever bumper sticker to really change the psychology of people, how do you make a change in that, in that sense? I think it really comes back to the values we hold to a society, um, at least – I mean, again, I'm obviously from the Midwest and from the United States. So I have that perspective going for me. And we're a very individualistic country um, in that sense. And so for us, this would actually, I think, be even harder 
we value ourselves so much like as individuals and as we should but also there comes a point where we need to say as a community what does the community need we have to provide for the community's needs according to what they need um, and that's what really I think needs to happen in Cape in Cape Town and it's gonna hit hard when if they still don't know if day zero is going to hit. It's been moved a few times to when the predicted date is. It comes down to when the the water in the dams goes below, I believe, 13.5%. When it hits that point, that's day zero. There is not enough water. Um, and so when that day hits, I mean, we have this – we're going to have one of two situations. Right now we already have like police watching distribution points in Cape Town. Like they're – they're guarding them, making sure people are taking only what they are rationed. Um, and one of two things is going to happen. People are going to come together or people are going to start fighting for water. And I don't honestly know what's going to happen. Uh, I am an optimist and a hopeful person. I have a f And I want to say that people are going to come together. This is a very like apocalyptic idea. And we should be hopeful at least. And we should be looking to try and see how we can relieve this, how we as an international partner could possibly help. That's what it comes down to. We need to reach beyond our own borders and beyond our own towns to something, to common humanity. We need to reach to our common humanity and see, hey, this guy next to me, he needs water just as much as I do. He's got three kids. They need water. I can take a shorter shower. And it's much harder to prioritize yourself when you know your neighbors well. And so I think what really needs to happen in Cape Town is people just need to get out there and just be in those lines and talk to people in those lines and see hey, this guy needs water just as much as I do. And right now, this does not feel at all like a theoretical thing. This is a date. It's been moved around a couple of times. The Vox piece uh, goes into that. But right now, this is a July expectation of when this, this nightmare scenario for 4 million people plus becomes reality. The title of the story is Cape Town is Bracing for Day Zero, the day it cuts off running water for 4 million people. We've got links for that story and links for Dominic Jean below the audio player as well. Please do check those out. Dominic, thanks for being with us again today. Thanks for having me on again, Kenny. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith. Hey, thanks again for listening to the best story I've heard today. And here's a bit more news for you. You can hear this show on our host site, podbean.com, but the best story I've heard today is also syndicated now on sites like Stitcher and Google Play. Just go to those sites and search the best story I've heard today. You can find us on podbean.com, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. The best story I've heard today.